Welcome to All Are Welcome, an Evergreen Christian Church podcast. Today, we have a sermon for you. Please join us in listening. A reading from Psalm 1. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord and on God's law. They meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield fruit in their season, and their leaves do not wither, and all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Do you know somebody who seems, even under the worst pressure, even under the most scrutinizing and critical eyes, to remain steady, grounded, and calm? maybe an old boss, a good friend, possibly your parents. I think many first responders seem to exhibit these kinds of traits that while chaos rages around them, they are focused and steady. I think there's a form of this kind of mode of being, a form of this calm under pressure a form of being steady in uncertainty, of being consistent under scrutiny. There's a form of this that extends into a kind of peacefulness and goodness, especially in overwhelmingly cynical and negativity-filled environments. When those people enter into a room and start talking, they're often like, cool, refreshing water. I think of Mr. Rogers as such a figure. Beyond being the comforting, calming presence he was in his show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, there's a point in time in which public broadcast television did not yet exist not in the way it does now. And Mr. Rogers was asked to testify before Congress, summarily to get the funds from Congress that public broadcast television would need to be born. He had to testify because the administration wanted to cut the proposed $20 million budget by half due to budget concerns over the Vietnam War. Mr. Rogers, within six minutes of testimony, elicited a response from Senator Pastore. He said, I'm supposed to be a pretty tough guy, but I have goosebumps for the first time in these two days of hearings. Mr. Rogers didn't launch into a full-throated defense of public television. He didn't scramble to defend himself and his own value. But in a way, he just worked to show the vision and mission of his program to help kids name their feelings, 
to understand their feelings, to feel them, and to deal with it. And as he explained how his program does this, he shared the words of one of the songs he wrote, which is called, What Do We Do With All of This Mad? In six minutes, with this calming and reassuring voice, with his comforting and assured demeanor, Mr. Rogers got Senator Pastore to quip, I guess you just got your $20 million. Mr. Rogers was like a tree planted by the water, bearing fruit in its season, a season especially where the world needed calming and peaceful sustenance. In fact, he continued to bear good fruit, continued to be a paragon of kindness and goodness for children and parents decades and decades beyond. It's not a secret that Fred Rogers was a Presbyterian minister. He was rooted in God and had a career of teaching children on broadcast television that they are loved and they are seen and they are heard and they are precious and cared for. He was able to impart upon a generation, on several generations, aspects of God's love without ever even mentioning God's name, at least not during his television programs. Maybe you can tell I watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood as a kid. And despite loving Pokemon and Digimon and playing video games and running around in my backyard playing kickball and building forts in our woods, this man, with his soft and caring demeanor, captured my attention left an imprint on my consciousness, and still today I think about the kindness and care I felt he had for me. He remains to me, despite having long passed, a tree planted by the water, bearing good fruit, season after season. When I read Psalm 1, I think of people like Mr. Rogers and other people in my life who are rooted in good things. But I also think of people who are rooted in what I believe to truly be wicked things. And this challenges me. I know many examples in which people have profited off of and it succeeded despite their firmly held, deeply ingrained racism. People who get rich off of exploiting people, off of selling lies, off thievery and bribery, and even smaller instances where unscrupulous bullies are promoted over and above genuine, sweet, caring, good people. And likewise, there are very good people clearly rooted in good things who do not seem to succeed in everything. This leads me to believe that the Psalms' assertion that the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish, is not a kind of divine intervention 
into the ways in which those rooted in goodness prosper and those rooted in wickedness perish, but rather I see it as a kind of divine ordination as to how the way the world should work. That is to say, being rooted in the good, being rooted in the word of God and the love of Jesus Christ will give us the roots which allow us to bear any harsh wind. They'll reach into the cooling waters which will allow us to bear any scorching heat, any negative environment, any cynical set of circumstances. Being rooted in such things allows us to persevere, allows us to find sustenance, and eventually, when it is our season, bear good fruit. Whereas wickedness is fickle. Wickedness will betray you when given the chance. Wickedness is like shifting sand. It's nothing to build a house on. Those rooted in wickedness are not rooted on substance, but rooted in actually nothingness. But even when something is rooted in nothingness, it will stay rooted. Like a weed that chokes out the other plants, it'll stay prospering until something comes and plucks it up and blows it away. The wicked will exist and flourish unless there's actual righteous judgment. And even then, it might not be as easy as blowing the chaff from the wheat to get rid of wickedness. We must both be like the tree rooted by the waters the one that is able to gain the sustenance it needs and bear fruit in its season, and we must be like the wind that blows away the shaft from the wheat, the congregation which holds the sinner accountable. We cannot see wickedness and not blow against it. We must call to account the wickedness we see, but be ourselves so firmly rooted in goodness that we ourselves are not blown away not blown away by any toxicity, not burned by any cynicism. If we are rooted in goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, if we're rooted in God's love and the mercy of Jesus Christ, we will be able to persevere in all things. And we'll be able to work to blow out, to fight back against wickedness. I want to bring us back to Mr. Rogers, a man definitely rooted in God's word and God's love. And I do believe that he blew away wickedness, that he stood in judgment of wickedness, that he was part of that congregation which holds sin and sinner accountable. And he did so in a way that bore much good fruit. Now, if you know Mr. Rogers, he wasn't a very aggressive person. In fact, I think that's maybe the last word you would ever use to describe him. Mr. Rogers helped children learn how to trust, which he says is one of the most important lessons a child can learn from their family. 
You help children learn how to manage their emotions, how to, how to feel cared for, how to receive care and love. And he helped root out insecurity. He blew away the wickedness of kids feeling unloved and unseen. He was rooted in God's goodness and he produced good fruit. And I believe that fruit helped many, many kids stop themselves from rooting into wickedness. Stop them from spiraling into self-destructive tendencies. Stop kids from feeling alone and unheard and unneeded. When we root ourselves in goodness, we have the ability to persevere and we have the ability to bear fruit, fruit which others will taste, fruit which will sustain and help others, fruit which may help others know that they too can be rooted in goodness and God's love and God's word, just like we are. So in that way, we can stand in judgment of wickedness, not through a lens of our own righteousness, but by displaying what goodness and righteousness does for us, how it bears good fruit for us, we can help people turn from rooting themselves in wickedness. And eventually the wicked may perish or maybe wickedness itself may no longer be the attractive option that it certainly is. It may be that one day we will blow away all the shaft from the wheat and enough people will have tasted the fruits of righteousness and goodness, have seen what people rooted in goodness do for others, and be convinced to root themselves in that love from God as well. That day may not come in our lifetimes, that is something I think I can guarantee. But if we root ourselves in goodness now, the day may just eventually come where enough people have been able to partake in that fruit that they know there is sustenance and goodness out there for them. Remember those people who are calm under pressure who through weathering any storm let you know they are rooted in goodness. Be thankful for them. And may you yourself find yourself rooted in goodness and giving away the fruits of that goodness to others so they may also know that there is sustenance and goodness for them. Amen.